The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth and recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad that you are listening, and thank you for liking the Spirit of Recovery page on Facebook. Thank you for posting on there, and it's great to hear what you have to say, and thank you for your participation here with us on Spirit of Recovery. Thank you also for sending me emails, for letting me know how things are going for you and your spirituality and your recovery walk. It's great to hear from from you and thank you for letting me know that what we're doing here on Spirit of Recovery is making a difference for you. I know that you love the guests that we bring and it's great to hear those comments. It's just a joy because uh, I know that you're enjoying the people that we're bringing on here because they're great folks. They're people who are either in or write for or work with or have some affiliation with recovery and healing and with spirituality and I know that what's happening, uh, what I'm hearing from you, our listeners, is that our guests are giving giving you new ideas, inspiring you, and opening up your heart and mind and and uh, blessing you as you're on your recovery and spirituality journey. I want to thank you also for letting the people in your recovery community, your friends, your family, your unity communities, your other spiritual communities, whoever, for not letting them know about us here on Spirit of Recovery on UnityOnlineRadio.org. As you know, every week we do talk about topics that are important to the recovery community, and our guests are down-to-earth knowledgeable and innovative, and they're bringing you practical, inspiring information that you can use and that get you thinking. You know that you can listen in a variety of ways to Spirit of Recovery. You can listen live. You can listen on demand. You can listen via your computer, your smartphone. Um, You can uh, hear great archives on demand at Unity Online Radio dot org slash program slash spirit of recovery also if you would like to financially help to support unity online radio dot org and that helps spirit of recovery as well as the many other great spiritual programs that are on unity online radio you can do that very easily simply text unity radio to to seven two seven two seven from your smartphone and you can make a one-time or an ongoing contribution I want you to know that Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place. If you're a person in recovery from any kind of an addiction or if you're the family member or friend of someone that's uh, in got addiction, perhaps you're in your own recovery as a family member or friend um, or not, or maybe your loved one is or isn't in recovery, it doesn't matter. We're glad you're here. Uh, we're glad you're here. If you're just curious about the process of recovery, just want to learn a little bit more about it, what's going on, we're glad you're here. Glad you're listening. You're welcome to participate in our discussions. You can phone in or email in a comment or question for my guest. And um, we're just grateful that you are here and glad for what you are getting from this program. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I am your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a Unity Minister and also an Addictions Counselor. I'm also a person who has in my own circle of love and friendship many people with the disease of addiction. And almost 34 years ago now, those relationships were a catalyst that got me started on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development. 
and my walk continues to be an integration of unity principles and recovery principles. That keeps transforming my life. It keeps me growing in deeper ways. And I am so grateful and delighted to have the opportunity to share with you these ideas and to uh, hear what's happening for you on your spirituality and recovery walk. Today, another great program. We're going to be talking about the power of music. You know, music has the power to heal. It's got uh, the ability to, to help us identify with uh, the human situation, with human suffering. It can bring us uh, to tears and bring us through those tears into the joy of deepened living. Because as we know in the recovery process, part of it is the identification with suffering. But that's not the end of the road. It's about identifying with that suffering so we can move through and identify with the triumph, identify with the recovery, identify with the fullness of living and get ideas from one another and get experience, strength, and hope so that we can um, do that greater, deeper living. Today my guest is the singer and songwriter Sandra Knight, and Sandra's going to be sharing with us how making music is a part of her spiritual growth and how she uses music to bring light into the world. Sandra has been playing music ever since she was a small child. She even played the tennis racket and an old corn broom, but she says she didn't have a lot of success with that, but you can tell things changed, and uh, she's going to share with us some of those things. She uh, received her Bachelor of Science in Music Therapy in 2002 from Maryville University in St. Louis, Missouri. And she also, uh, as part of that uh, degree, did her internship with the Barnes Jewish Hospice of St. Louis and had a wonderful experience. And she's going to be sharing with us some of that about uh, the, the gifts that she got from working in hospice. And she's got some music that reflects that, which we'll be hearing on the program. Uh, Sandra has many years of performing as a singer and songwriter, and we're going to be hearing several of her songs today, and I know you're just going to really, really uh, enjoy them a lot. Like most musicians, uh, she has had some time with day jobs and and gone off the beaten track. She's had an interesting life. She um, has served in the United States Navy and also as a federal law enforcement officer with the National Park Service. And uh, as we said, as she's left that federal service, she's gone back and gotten her music therapy degree, and she's a performer. You can learn um, more about Sandra's work by going to her website. It's sandranight.net, and that's Knight K. N-I-G-H-T, SandraKnight.net. And also you can find her on Facebook if you go to Songwriter Sandra Knight. If you search on Facebook for Songwriter Sandra Knight, you'll find her page there. So, Sandra, welcome to Spirit of Recovery. Thank you, Anna. It's wonderful to be with you. I'm very, very glad, very glad you're here. So glad you're here. So, um, good. And I know you're... uh, you're uh, involved with Unity, so we'll ask you a little bit about that as as well. And we're just mm-hmm. going to just hear all about music and healing and why that's an important part of your life. So if you would, tell us a little bit about how you progressed from playing the tennis racket and the corn broom um, to your present life. That's a big change. So how'd you do it? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, when I heard the corn broom and the tennis racket, I knew that you must have looked at my website. <laughs> I did. I did. And, and read my, my little story. Um, well, I will tell you, I had wanted to play the guitar since I, when I first saw someone playing the guitar on TV, and I, I really don't remember who it was. It, it might have been Glenn Campbell or someone like that. And um, I was pretty young, probably eight, nine, and... Um, of course, I didn't have a guitar, and my parents were um, not in a way that they could buy me a nice guitar, so I just made do with whatever I could find and pretended for a while. And then by age 10, probably against their better judgment, they uh, scraped some money together, and were, they were able to give me a guitar for Christmas one year, and boy, uh, that thing never left my grips, and I... I Carded. I was with that guitar from the moment I got up, then came home from school and picked that guitar up and 
just was determined to play it because, as you know, tennis rackets aren't very melodic. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> no. No. Well, that's and neat. So I, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I I am self-taught. I think um, I might have shared that with you, and um, I somehow got my hands on a chord book and the little diagrams, and I'm sure that I don't play the chords like the books tell you to. I just play them where I could work them out where my fingers would go and then started playing music um, by ear. And I remember the first song that I ever learned all the way through was Put your hand in the hand. Put your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee. And I used to trap my mother at the sink while she was washing dishes, and I would sing it to her over and over again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and you know, it, what you, you told me earlier, too, was that uh, that music's always been a way for you to work through or face whatever life situations come up. And I can see as a little child, it sounds like you're you're enjoying it and and uh, maybe already using it to to deal with life. Life happens to all of us. Were there some uh, ways that even as a child you were using your music to to deal with life and process things? Absolutely, I I think so. I I uh, started writing little poems early on and um, was a pretty sensitive kid, I think, and um, um, I. I think I took life pretty seriously then and probably too seriously, but I also had this side of me that really uh, I had a need to help people, and um, I think there was a natural gift that was given me by spirit and giving me the ability to um, um, intuitively play music and play it fr- from the heart uh, and in a way that um, I I don't, I I don't know that I could be any more grateful for, for the, this kind of gift that I've been given because I've often said that had I not had music, I'm, I'm not sure where, where I would be today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when, when you were a child, did, did you recognize it as a gift? Did you uh, see that or, or not? Or you just know, like, I that's, you know what, I think that's a good question, and, and, and the answer to that is that I think as a child, you know, as we're developing self-esteem and, uh, and say we, we are starting to get a little wounded, I think um, my value to, uh, of music was more um, sort of asserting my place in the world, something that I could be uh, good at, but um, in that, there I came to know it as something that people were going to either judge as good or bad or, oh, they don't like it or, or they do like it, and then there became fear attached to it for me. So I developed terrible stage fright. I was very frightened. I would, you know, if I would have to sing in front of people, I would, you know, my ears would turn beet red. And I know today as an adult and through many years of spiritually growing that my attachment to music as a as a youngster was was very um, very much based out of the ego, you know, and seeking of approval. And fortunately for myself, that has transitioned over the years <laughs> as mm-hmm. I've grown spiritually, and it's become a lot less less painful to share music. And you sort of get the human the human part of yourself out of the way, so the gift can come through. And um, that's when it's really, really beautiful. We, we've got some uh, some of your songs that we're going to be able to play on the air. And um, share, we got um, the the dogs are barking. So yes. tell us a little bit about that and how that uh, comes for you. Like you said, as an adult, you've, you've gotten less, less past that business about it being about the ego and approval and more about coming from your heart. So how did the dogs are barking? Tell us a little bit about that and then we'll hear it. That's, um, well, that's, that's a good song. That's a good song to uh, be an example for what I've said. The dogs are barking out back is uh, really about um, seeking that place that uh, that thing that you love that's, and, and actually honoring it and doing it and um, and in the lyrics, it sort of contrasts what 
life is like when you don't, when you are sort of selling yourself short, when you're not using your gifts and so forth, um, that life is sort of uh, ho-hum, that you don't feel fulfilled. And um, and this person, say this is the person in the song, it's, you know, they're, they're sort of lying in bed and they, they really don't want to get up because they are not really um, excited about getting up. But... But they're the dogs are barking out back, so they got to get up, you know. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and they're getting into and I get into that piece about uh, loving what you do and doing what you love, and 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 that when your cup is full, that you can share that with the world. Um, and it, it's it's really about encouraging people to to own their gifts, seek their gift, and own them, and then share them with the world. And that's uh- pretty much. That's what I had to do. I had to go through that whole process. All right. Well, we're going to hear it. So, and that's your part of the recovery process, or maybe what it's all about, really, is giving giving your gifts, finding yourself, and giving your gifts. So, we're going to hear by my guest Sandra Knight. We're going to hear the dogs are barking out back. dogs are barking out back and the crows are cawing over my head Now it's time for me to raise this body from my warm bed well, You've been gone and I'm home Still I
was my guest, Sandra Knight, and her music, The Dogs Are Barking Out Back. We'll be right back. It's time for our break on Spirit of Recovery. Stay with us. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. We are all on the journey together, making sense of this life, finding our spirituality, growing and evolving. As we travel through this world, Unity Magazine is your resource for gaining a deeper understanding of life. Unity Magazine is on the forefront of spiritual discovery, with articles and features from leading authors, teachers, and philosophers. Stimulate your thinking and strengthen your spirituality with Unity Magazine. Sample a free trial issue or subscribe today at unitymagazine.org. for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. My name is Anna Schaus and I'm your host. If you're just joining us, our topic today is the power of music and my guest is Sandra Knight. Sandra is a singer and songwriter and uh, she has written and recorded uh, music for many years now. She's uh, also got a degree in music therapy and uses music as a wonderful opportunity to help people identify with uh, both the suffering and what comes through that identification with suffering, which is the recovery and the power of inspiration and the power of healing. So before I get back to my uh, conversation with Sandra today, and we'll also be hearing some more of her music, I invite you to join me in a brief meditation in the Serenity Minute. As we take a moment to center and make conscious contact with our higher power as we understand that higher power, to relax and to um, make that share constructive idea and make that conscious contact with spirit. So I do invite you to relax, to feel that peaceful presence of your higher power within you and all around you. And share with me this constructive idea. I have abundant healing gifts And I share them with joy. I have abundant healing gifts. And I share them with joy. Let's take a moment in the quiet. friends for joining me in the serenity minute and i trust that that was an opportunity for you to make conscious contact with your higher power and with those healing gifts that are yours and now i'm back to my conversation with my guest sandra knight and uh, you can learn more about sandra's work at her website sandranight.net and that's sandra k-n-i-g-h-t also you can find her on facebook if you will search for songwriter sandra knight k-n-i-g-h-t and you can uh 
find all about her there. You'll learn a lot about her uh, music and also if you would like to purchase her music, you'll learn there where you can get that music. So, Sandra, before the break, we heard your song, The Dogs Are Barking Outside. That was a great one. And uh, as you <laughs> told us, it's about your about the about what it means to give those gifts and when we were listening you there were two lines that that you said something to me about while we were listening and that's the one that you said that you were the kind of person that needed to be pushed from behind and that you had been told that you were uh, one of the late blooming kind (laughs) tell us about that how'd you get those two things said to you yeah you you know um i think that line um I've always been the one to need a little push from behind. It speaks more to, um, I think, our need uh, in our spiritual quest and in recovery, our need to have somebody kind of support us and spur us on. And um, I, I was a, a, a child and, and a young adult who didn't have a lot of belief in myself. I didn't really realize the gifts that I had, whether they were in music or elsewhere. So I needed someone behind me to say, you know what, you you have this. Go go do this. And um, and so I always chuckle because I am sort of a a, a late bloomer. You know, I uh, in my life I've always known what my path should have been, but I've I've done everything but that. <laughs> I've done, gotten into a lot of things, as you said at the beginning of the program, that were far afield from music, and um, I think that um, was it was a, a side effect of my inability to own my path and own my gifts, and and therefore, you know, I went down some roads that um, uh, that many of us in recovery go down. It is all learning, but uh, some some of us have to take the hard knocks, and um, and and I certainly had to take my share of those. So I do look at myself as sort of a late bloomer in life. What made the difference for you, Sandra? What uh, what got you engaged in a conscious way on your recovery and or your spiritual path? Obviously, those are intertwined for most of us. But how did you get back? How did you go on your path? Exactly. It, it's it's ironic the choice of word you use in engaged consciously um, is is absolutely the fact of it. When uh, I got sober, I think I began to engage the world more consciously. Uh, not, um, I don't believe when we're putting things in between us and life, and uh, not able to take on life on life's terms, as they say, and. Um, Escaping, there's there's no way to engage consciously, to engage spirit or life. I think that we just are buffeted by circumstances and react, and um, we bounce around that way. And for me, coming to sobriety was a um, well, it was a lifesaver, and it did it as I progressed in sobriety. Um, the need to grow to grow spiritually is, is always present, um, always, always present. If we are not growing spiritually, um, then the chances of us staying engaged and conscious with life are less and less. And I um, used to say I suffered from spiritual narcolepsy, that I would wake up and then fall asleep and wake up and fall asleep. <laughs> and, and, so to speak, and I and I have in my recovery and periods uh, years, uh, you know, I I I tried to um, sustain recovery from the late '80s, and I've had uh, long periods, and then I've had uh, short relapses, and I I look at those as a uh, sort of falling back to sleep. And um, just recently, I've I've celebrated a nine year anniversary in recovery, so I'm I'm very very grateful for that, and I have been able to share music with other recovering people, and it has been absolutely it, it's amazing. You know, I used to think that I wanted when I was a child and adolescent that I wanted this the stage thing and the uh, adoration and. And, and that sort of thing, which is very ego-based. And I can tell you, Anna, there is nothing that can take the place of sitting across from one other human being and sharing something with them through music 
and words and so forth that moves them to a place closer to themselves and closer to healing. There's there's nothing that can take that place. You cannot, you know, be in a coliseum of 5,000 people and get that. That's that's just, that's spirit. That's the gift. And so I'm so grateful that I used to say two years ago that I wanted to share my music. And when I gave up all the other stuff of, well, that, that, uh, you know, that stardom dream, if that's not going to happen, when I came down to what I want to do is live and share music with other people in a way that possibly can change their life or that can help them on their way, that then, then I will be successful. That will be it for me. Thank you so much for that. You know, that seems to be what I'm learning myself in terms of my spiritual growth and what I'm hearing from a lot of people that have been on a spiritual path for a while is that, you know what, it's not about that outer stuff. It's about which is mm-hmm. what you described, that inner connection and, and or you know, is who we are in integrity and is it making a, a spiritual gift, is it giving a spiritual gift to anybody else and to ourselves? Thank you for saying that. It's a big deal. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at your uh, song here, What Brings You Here, and I'm wondering if that might be in that vein. In a, We could listen to that. <laughs> Would you tell us a bit about that song, and then we'll hear it? Yeah. Um, what brings you here um, hmm, is really about a, a person who doesn't feel right with life, is not, not, not really feeling very well, but it's all, it's all that internal sickness that we carry, that spiritual soul sickness. And, and um, the, the person in the, in the song is is seeking help uh, of trying to seek help with a psychologist or these all the framework that we have in our society that is supposed to help us and um, that's what the song is about is is the when you hear what brings you here it's literally the um, the person on the other side of the desk asking um, the person who's ill what what brings them here. And and you'll hear in the lyrics that uh, the answer to that. All right. We're going to hear the song by my guest, singer and songwriter, Sandra Knight. What brings you here? Well, I went to see Shouldn't we look inside my mind and 
That was uh, my guest, singer and songwriter, Sandra Knight, singing her song, What Brings You Here. And um, so, uh, Sandra, you were saying that that song, of course, is about seeking answers. And uh, tell us more about what you found out about seeking those answers and how you find them and where they are. Yeah, Anna, (laughs) that song is sort of a tongue-in-cheek about seeking answers outside of ourselves and going to someone and asking them sort of the the crazy idea, the notion that we could go to someone and have them tell us who we are when uh, those answers are inside of ourselves. Now, I do believe that that people can be wonderful um, people instruments of help to us in in uh in all areas of of uh, counseling and so forth if uh in leading us to look within um but i believe that looking within is um is what all of us who are in uh, recovery and spiritual trying to grow spiritually um we must find the courage to do that and it, and it does take courage at times to look at ourselves even the darkest uh, corners of ourselves so that song was really honoring that and and a little nudge to the to the idea that um that I've got to look within and and we all must look at ourselves inside what does it, okay, you say it takes courage, which it does. Mm-hmm. What are some mm-hmm. other, and everybody's got their own ways to do it, but would you share with us a little of how, how do you do it? How do you look within? What, what um, do you do? Well, how, how I do it is, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's usually, um, it's a process for me, and usually there's a lot of physical movement initially. I, if I'm troubled about something or um, um, quite, uh, if, if I'm disturbed in any way, usually movement helps me, which is walking. I'll usually walk. It's sort of meditative. But then as I uh, move out of that, I usually need some quiet time, some time alone to reflect and um I have set up a um, a meditation prayer space in my home that I'll I'll go to and I I will sit and and uh, meditate and pray and and listen and so forth and then of course and and um, I almost feel uh, guilty saying this I have the wonderful gift of of music and writing and many times I will sit down and a song will just whoosh, you know, it'll just come through me. Words, music, everything, and there and there it is on the page. And there is is me. There is 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 the answer or some kind of 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 comfort for me. So I am so grateful to have that and then I know I also need to share that as well. But to get to that point Music, I, I, I do want to say this, music is not just for some people. It is for everyone. It is one of the most accessible languages in the world. It is one of the world's languages to me. And you don't have to make music to be touched by music, to be healed by music. It is a universal language. And 
all I would suggest, and especially if you want to use music in your spiritual recovery and growth, is that you be intentional about it. And what I mean by that is that you actually pay attention to how music affects you, um, it, whether it be the, the, the instrumentation, the timbre, the tempo, um, um, the words, etc. Pay attention to specific music and how it affects you and start building yourself a library of the music that moves you, the music that calms you, the music that makes you want to dance around your kitchen like a crazy fool, the music that um, um, causes you to think. I have, I'm also a writer, and I have a program that's wonderful. It's called the Ohm Writer. And it Hold on to this- that thought. It's time for our break, and when we come back, we want to hear about this um, and uh, see how people can use this tool. Our, it's time for our break. Stay with us. We'll be right back on Spirit of Recovery with my guest, Sandra Knight, talking about the power of music. I'm Dr. Tom Shepard, host of Let's Talk About It on Unity Online Radio. In my studies of world religions, I've repeatedly encountered two central spiritual questions. How do we make sense of life, and how do we live it more successfully? You're invited to explore these two questions with me in my new book, The Many Faces of Prayer, How the Human Family Meets Its Spiritual Needs. You'll be amazed at the remarkable ways people have learned to pray to their gods and to celebrate life individually and as communities of faith. Learn more at unitybooks.org. If I were brave, I'd How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream? You're listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with your host, Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. And now, here's Anna. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. If you're just joining us, my guest is Sandra Knight, and we are talking about the power of music. You can uh, learn more about Sandra and her work at Sandra Knight, K-N-I-G-H-T dot net. You can find her on Facebook uh, if you search for songwriter Sandra Knight. So, um, Sandra, before the break, we were... Uh, Talking about again, lurking for those answers within, and you were, and also, and you were telling us that one of the ways you do that is by listening to music. So right. we are uh, going and writing music. So you were telling us about an app that you use called Ohm Writer. Would you tell us some more about that? Yes, um, it's an app, and I I believe it's for Mac. I don't know if they have it for PC, but it's Ohm Writer. It's O M M, and then the word writer. And what this does, it, it, this is one of the examples that I talk about, intentional intentional use of music. Um, it has several different tracks that you can pick from that are they're on a loop and they continue to play. So you put your earbuds on and then you open your blank page and it and it has um, it may have color on it. It may you can pick that as well. But this music is uh, very good at at. Uh, focusing you. It, it's, it's sort of a meditative, so if you're sitting down to write, or even if you journal, um, 
and whatnot, it helps you go within, and that's another intentional use of music, like I was saying, that if we pay attention to how music affects us and then start collecting the type of music um, that we identify with with different moods that we might have or different things that we want to do, like, um, you know, I could clean my house all day long to big band music. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I just put on, the you know, some Glenn Miller or whatnot, and I, I'll just get after it. And, and then there's... there's um, and this is where I'm talking about about making music accessible in your life and being intentional in how you use it. And you would think a musician such as myself and a music therapist uh, would have music um, on all the time, but that's that's not the case. I'm I'm pretty intentional about how I use music. Um, I don't have music uh, playing all the time. And as a matter of fact, um, I think that we have so much sound around us in the world that we do, we need that quiet. So as I was saying, the intentional use of music is um, something that I, it's not a spectator uh, sport. And I think today in our society, um, so many people are, um, they won't claim their voice because they feel they're judging it. It's not pretty enough or it's not uh, uh, the quality or whatnot. But, again, um, I think as as we grow in spirit and so forth, um, I think it's important that it doesn't matter who you are, that you do claim your voice because it is a part of you. It comes from inside and it is how we communicate. And you don't have to do it in front of people. You can do it in private. I mean, there's a very um, easy method for using tone and sound and music. Um, it's called toning, as a matter of fact, in which you um, make certain tones with your voice. And you, you can tune your chakras that way. Uh, you can express... Um, emotion just by making certain sounds like humming and so forth. And it's been proven that even humming will increase your immune system. I'm sorry, we're having some technical difficulties here. I apologize. So that's okay. Um, anyway, so so you were talking about the about how very pos- powerful music is. Yeah, it does have a lot of effect on us physiologically in so many ways. Yes. Yes. And, and how can, and also uh, it's how accessible it is to everyone. Yeah. Um, right. And the people, uh, the, you know, especially uh, those of us um, who are uh, spiritually um, growing and, and recovering, um, I think that we ought not be afraid to try new things, you know. And even if that means in the shower where you decide to hum or sing in the shower, that is a wonderful thing to do for for your body and your immune system and uh, psychologically. It's, it's just a, a boost all the way around. And um, I think that we get in a habit of, of not... Um, using our voices in that way because there is so much sound and chaotic sound around us in our environment today. And I was also talking about the importance of, of there being quiet. And even as a musician, I mean, I, I don't have music going all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it, it brings you into that deeper place that's even that's beyond words and beyond um, what, yeah, what might be all just the external um, beauty of music, but still, it's still in some ways calling us out. Um, you have, speaking of all of that, you have written uh, a song which is called "There Is a Hope," which has uh, been entered in the Songs for Peace 2014-2015 contest, which is a worldwide platform able to harness um, the power of music for peace. And so, I think as you're speaking about how. As individuals, we engage with our own natural musicality and find that peacefulness. Um, in lots of ways, this song honors that and invites us into that peace for the world. So would you share with us a little bit about this song and how you came to write it, and then we'll hear it. There is a hope. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, There is a Hope um, came out of a need uh, to express my own I suppose um, my own dismay and pain are around uh, the events of, of 
9-11, and I was actually in school, still in uh, school at Maryville University at the time, and I know that many of the kids, as I was an older student, many of the kids were um, quite upset by the events as well, and um, there's never been a better way for me to sort of... um, try to make sense of things, like I said before, than through a song. And so I I wrote this song, and, and this is one of those songs that I believe, um, and many songwriters will tell you this, that when the channel's open, it just comes through, and this song came through, and um, it was such a gift. And the interesting thing is it's it's sort of been in obscurity all these years. I placed it as a hidden track on the end of the last track of the album, The Deep End. And um, what we decided to do, myself and Rob Werther, the, um, the recording engineer, we decided to allow the last track on the album to play into silence. Um, and then at exactly 9 minutes 11 seconds, there is a hope would begin to play, and there's no mention of the of the track on the uh, album, um, on the CD cover, and, and so forth. So over the years, it's been um, it's been sort of fun to hear people uh, discover it by accident um, as the the CD is finished and whatever they're playing it in, and and they haven't gotten up or gotten around to going to get it, and after that. Um, it's probably about four minutes and some odd seconds of silence plays. Then this song comes on, and <laughs> and they're quite quite surprised by it, but but pleasantly, I hope. Sure, let's hear it. There is a hope by my guest Sandra Knight, and it's on. Um, it's a hidden track at the end of her album, The Deep End. So here we go. There is a hope held out by the stars that each of us will find the peace in our hearts. And there is a hope whispered by the trees that each of us will let us be. That was my guest, Sandra Knight, uh, singing her song there, There Is Hope, which is on the Deep End album. And you can learn more about Sandra's work at sandraknight.net, K-N-I-G-H-T, or on Facebook at Songwriter Sandra Knight. So, Sandra, thank you for being my guest. Sorry about the technical difficulties, but it's been wonderful having you on Yep, and hearing your music. So leave us with a final brief word of wisdom here about music and recovery and spirituality oh well i (laughs) i would encourage everyone to um 
to include music in their lives in some intentional way, uh, to include it in their recovery process and their spiritual process, because the power that it has is absolutely unlimited, and uh, it will bring you comfort and ease and expression, and it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful gift that we have. And I was grateful to be your uh, guest today, and I appreciate your time very much, Anna. And thank you. It's been wonderful having you. And uh, thank you, all of you, for listening. It's been uh, great to have you listening with us today. And many blessings, and may you find the joy of music in, in your world. God bless, and we'll be back next week on Spirit of Recovery. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on these words from Reverend Joan Gattuso. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies, either minuscule or outrageous, for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. A noble being will always tell the truth. Do you? Begin now with the first step of simply noticing if you do tell the truth immediately or if your first instinct is to alter the facts a bit. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on these words from Reverend Joan Gattuso. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies, either minuscule or outrageous, for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. A noble being will always tell the truth. Do you? Begin now with the first step of simply noticing if you do tell the truth immediately or if your first instinct is to alter the facts a bit. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, 
I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.